VoiceAmerica.com. Eddie George Talk Radio. Good afternoon, and welcome to Radio by George with your host, NFL superstar, Eddie George. For the next hour, Eddie and his guests will enlighten, empower, and entertain you. Now here's the man of the hour, Eddie George. Yo! Great Monday to everybody out there listening to Radio by George. I'm your host, Eddie George. That's right. Missed you guys, as usual. But I'm back. 3 o'clock every Monday coming at you. We have a great, great, great show coming up for you today. I got one of the special friends coming at you, man. He gave me a great start, inspired me to start my own show. And he's going to come on Radio by George today to chime it up with me. He allowed me in his house. For one full season on Quite Frankly on ESPN2. And I don't know why they got rid of that show, man. It was a great show. It was the best show since Arsenio. But hey, he's going to come on and talk about why they got rid of it. But before we get into that, of course, I got to give you my 15 minute update what I've been doing, how my life has been. Woo, man, I tell you what, I got to send a special shout out to one of my friends who helped me out. Gave me some inspiration right before I took my test last week. Felicia out in Phoenix. Big up to you. Thank you very much. It was intense. It was hard. I thought I was going to crash. <laughs> but I got it through. I think I did really well. I want to send a special shout out to all my my friends and classmates. AMP76 that may be listening to today's show. Please call in because Stephen A. has some great insight on the the bracketology. That's right, March Madness is here, so he has some great insight on that, plus the NBA playoffs. So you might want to call in, line up right now, get your phone calls in, and uh, get ready for that. But I uh, send a special shout-out to my classmates. We had an incredible time this past weekend. We, when I tell you they put it on us this weekend at Kellogg, whoo, man, I was in class. I went to class Friday, 1 o'clock. Didn't get out of class until 9 that night. <laughs> man, my brain was fried, man. I, I was exhausted. And Saturday, I thought it would be a little better. But no, we was in there from 8 to 6. So I was screaming to get out of there, man. Oh, man, Kellogg, you know, it, it, I love the place. I love the energy. I love what I'm learning. But it was definitely, definitely a, a, a rough day, a rough week in this past week. And I came home. And just crashed. I tell you what, when I got home, though, Jeff Fisher just turned 50 years old. Big shout-out to Jeff Fisher, who's 50 years young. <laughs> was giving him some stuff about that. I remember when he was 40 years old, head coach. And now he's 50 years old, life-changing. He, you know, he's trying to look all buff and diesel now, lift some weights. You know, I guess that's the age you feel like you have a, mid- a midlife crisis. But... It- he looks good, getting ready for the draft. Had a chance to chime it up with Steve McNair while I was there. Old teammate of mine who's looking good. And I tell you what, Steve is uh, <laughs> looking on his face. He said, Eddie, man, woo, it's hard out there, man. It's hard, you know, especially when they help my man out and be more. 
Hopefully they can get him some more weapons this year. He can do well. You know, I think he wants to play one or two more years. I say, Steve, man, get all you can out of the NFL at this point in time. You know, life is good for him, but, you know, it, it, it can be hard. It's hard on the body. It's hard on the mind. But, you know, the paychecks can be good as well. <laughs> so that's what I was just telling Steve. And, you know, his body's looking good. His, his, uh, his energy's right. So I hope I wish him well. Ah, oh, man. So after my uh, my little venture at Jeff's party, my wife, oh, gosh. Oh, man. You know what? You talk about embarrassing. We're dancing at the party. And my wife, she's full of energy, full of life. You know, it's a cool little vibe. You know, a lot of people, they, they weren't dancing so much. I mean, it was a lot going on, a lot of drinking. So my wife, she wants to get a soul train line going on. You know, she's the only one acting wild and embarrassing, and I'm like, she's an entertainer. I have to tell somebody on the side. I'm like, she does this all the time. She's an entertainer, so you got to expect it from her. But she was just like my little boy dancing. (laughs) So she was, uh, she's probably listening right now with the computer and slapped me in the head, but that's all right. I love her to death. She was good. So that's about it, man. That was my weekend full of fun. Got another test coming up in, in uh, what is it? I can't even think of the name. Accounting. So any accountants out there, please call in. I need your help. I need some advice. All right, moving right along. Radio by George is approaching our first birthday coming up April the 29th, which is my wife's birthday. We're coming on our first birthday, and I would love to have some, you know, some birthday gifts, some birthday calls about Radio by George, and also I would love to get some insight and information, some feedback from you people out there that listen to me every Monday. You know, if some topics you want to talk about or, or you want to talk about some things going on in your world, bring it to my world. You know, you can leave the information there at info at radiobygeorge.com. Again, that's info at radiobygeorge.com. And I tell you what, you know, this is a great show, but it will be an even better show if you call in. Bring on, bring on your, your, your comments. We had some great shows last week. People are calling in, being energized, being enthused. And if you love sports, I'm telling you, if you love sports and you want to get some good insights from one of the best in the business, you better get line up right now because you're going to come on after this break in a little bit, and he's going to be ready and rocking. You know Stephen A., if you watch him, watch his work. Phew, he comes with it, so you better, you better come with some stuff. And speaking of sports right now, we're approaching the NFL draft. And, whoo, man, it's some talent out there. It is it's some major talent out there. And I can remember when I was coming out, just the process, just the energy, the, the focus that you had to have going into it. You know, around this time, right around this time, you're, you're working – uh, on your individual workouts at your facility, you have uh, so much going on in your head, like where you might get drafted, what round, you just want opportunity, how much money, you got agents that you may owe money to, so you're hoping to, 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 to get on with the team to, to at least pay some of that back. And it's just so, it's a very stressful time for a lot of these guys. And if there's any advice I can give to these young men right now, would be to stay focused. And don't be a, a pimp, or don't be pimped by a lot of the agents out there and, and fall into the, the, the whole cycle of 
you know, getting cars early and, and falling into debt and just trying to live the lifestyle. I mean, it's a great lifestyle. It's cool. But keep in mind, man, that, that you have to pay it back. You know, you've got to pay the piper. And, and you, you just have to stay focused and keep, it, and keep in mind that, that this isn't your plan A and this you shouldn't say, okay, well, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, focus on uh, anything else. I'm just going to focus on being the best, best football player. That's cool. But please, please, young men, if you can, make it a plan A to build a business, have something else going on along with the football career. The football career will support whatever you have uh, in terms of your life purpose outside of the sport. Don't be consumed with just being a football player and a superstar. That's going to happen. You know, if you have the work ethic, the focus and all, that's going to happen. But just remember, you're just one play away, one play away from having it all over with. So when you're granted that opportunity, take full advantage of it from the relationships. Every time you come across a fan, shake their hand, look them in the eye. Even when it becomes burdensome and you don't feel like doing it, you just got, got finished eating the meal and they come over to you, they come on over to you for a reason. So have an open mind because you never know who that person is, who they're related to, or, or how they can help you in the future. Trust me, I'm coming across people that I signed autographs for years ago. Now they're CEOs in business. And that the very thing that I'm trying to get to and make my business my businesses expand, I need them. So keep that in mind that you know you want to cultivate the relationships that you come across, and you want to constantly build along with the football career. And football will catapult you into a different stratosphere, and you have to take full advantage of that. You know, you look at several examples. You look at Pac-Man Jones who's here in Tennessee, who still hasn't learned his lesson yet. You know, he's still in the strip clubs making jokes, and that's, and that's fine. But this young man doesn't realize that the NFL is a monster, man. <laughs> you know, the NFL is a machine. They will bring you in and spit you out so fast, and they don't care if you were an ambassador to the game, and they surely don't care if you, if you were a detriment to the game. They, it's, it is a business. And I'll tell you what, it really, it really dawned on me when I was in Miami. It was my last year playing in Dallas, and I'll never forget this. I was down at the MTV Music Awards by the pool, and I was reading the Wall Street Journal, and it was an article on all the owners. It listed, listed all the owners in the NFL and it categorized them as uh, entrepreneurs, the, the contrarian who was Al Davis, Al Davis, and it just went on the old school train of thought and all that. And I'm sitting here reading this article, and they're talking about $27 million worth of local money being divided up amongst the owners in the owner's pool. And at this point in time, I'm wondering to myself, how, who, what team am I going to go to? Who am I going to align myself with? So it's, it's, um, it was very difficult for me to understand that. So now... I'm looking at it, and I'm saying, they're no longer concerned with whether the number 27, Eddie George, has a job. They're concerned about pool, revenue, building, expanding. I mean, this is a big-time business. And I said, man, you know what? I aspire to be like them. I, I, that's what I want to be. I want to be an owner versus a player. So, young men, 
as you go through this system, as you come into the NFL, remember, have in mind, you think ownership. This is just a conduit to get to where you have to go. Don't be consumed by it. It's fun. Enjoy it. But, men, it is truly a business. All right. With that being said, I'm off my soapbox. We're going to move right along. Like I said, in the next two minutes, we're going to bring on Stephen A. Smith, ESPN analyst. He has a radio show in New York. He's going to come on. And if you have any questions at all about sports and you want to try to challenge this man, oh, you, you, better, you better come with it because he will eat you alive, not just in basketball. Football, baseball, but in general, he's a great man. We want to bring him on in two minutes, so stick around. And remember, if you have anything that you want to talk about, go to info at radiobygeorge.com. We'll be back with Stephen A. in two minutes, y'all. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. The Kerry Douglas Show, with the CEO of Worldwide Music Incorporated and the founder and publisher of Gospel Truth Magazine, Kerry Douglas. By tuning in weekly, you will gain insight, tips, and tools to help get your career started. From how to market yourself to distribution of your product, learn the power of faith-based marketing and much more on The Kerry Douglas Show. Join Kerry each week with guests from the gospel music industry, entrepreneurs, speakers, and authors as they discuss faith-based news, events, and trends. The Kerry Douglas Show with Kerry Douglas broadcasts each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Kerry Douglas Show with Kerry Douglas, your premier source for faith based entertainment, news, events, and trends. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com 
You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Welcome back to the greatest show on earth and your host, Eddie George. I want to ask y'all a question related to sports. <clears throat> if sports is so, is so is such a big business, why do we put so much emphasis on sports as a society here in America? It's one of the biggest businesses that generates so, billions and billions of dollars. It's a form of entertainment, but why is it so prevalent in our society today? You know, you look at NFL football, uh, basketball, baseball, but specifically football. You know, it's America's sport. Why is it such a, 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 a big-time business? Why do we put so much emphasis on that week in and week out every Sunday? And people will cut your throat. <laughs> if you talk bad about their football team or baseball team. And I was watching um, last night on ESPN, uh, I think it was called uh, Black Magic. It was just a documentary on African Americans in sports. And it was just enlightening just to see, or interesting to see how, where we came from and where we're at now and where we're going. You know, you look at sports in general. You know, during this era, you can pick any sport, from baseball to basketball, football. They've all had their situations, their drama, a hit on the uh, the integrity of the sport. Look at baseball and the, and the steroid era, you know, and how that will affect fans or if fans even care about the steroid era. You know, you look at um, the situation with, with uh, Roger Clemens. Do fans really care if he took steroids or HGH? I mean, they weren't testing for it, so why would you care? But I'm going to find out in a minute because I'm going to bring my man Stephen A. on. Stephen A. Smith, you're on radio by George. I I know something's going on here. Eddie George got his own radio show, man. (laughs) What what, what on earth is going on, man? How you doing, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm making it, man. I can't complain. Life is lovely, man. I can't complain at all. Hey, man, you know what? I, I have to say this. You used to say it on your show, but welcome to my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, glad yeah. For the, I'm glad for the invite, man. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you, man. How you doing? I'm doing, man. I'm doing wonderful, man. We're coming up on one year, uh, birthday for the radio show. All right. And uh, coming up in the April and, you know, just trying to build my chops, man. Got some good listeners out there. they they're really enthused. They're excited about um, you uh, coming on today and what you're bringing to the table. So, you know, I, I know your background, but for those of, 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 for the people out there that don't know you, uh, t- talk about where you come from and how you got into the business. 
Well, number one, I'm from Hollis, Queens, New York City. Oh, uh, boy. Born, 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 born and raised, and uh, I played on a basketball scholarship at Winston-Salem State University for the legendary and uh, 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 the great uh, Clarence Big House Gaines, who passed away a few years ago. He's being featured now to some degree on the documentary Black Magic, which uh, mm-hmm. aired part one on ESPN last night at 9 o'clock, and it's going to air again tonight, part two, at 9 o'clock as well. Mm-hmm. I think everybody needs to see that oh, because yeah. I think it talks about you know the, the, the black uh, college basketball player at historically black uh, colleges and universities, so that's definitely a big thing. But I cracked my kneecaps in half uh, my first year there at Winston-Salem. I actually went to this uh, place, the junior college called FIT, Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City. Everybody used to tease me and talk about what you majored in sewing. But it was actually, <laughs> well, it was actually advertising and communications. We were ranked 30, uh, we were ranked 15th in the nation. We were 35 and 4. And then I went there my sophomore year to Winston-Salem State University, and I cracked my kneecap in half uh, the first year uh, going up for a dunk. And then, you know, my career was never the same, so I just held on to have my scholarship and my plan B uh, was to get a degree in mass communications, major in journalism, and make noise as a newspaper journalist and ultimately ultimately as a television personality. And when the NBA lockout took place in the 1988-1999 season, I made noise because I kept breaking stories that kept putting me on the air. Um, and, and I never had any television training, so all I knew was to speak my mind and to, ah. say what I, what, and to say what I knew to be true. And for some reason, um, that helped ingratiate myself with the national audience. And here I am. I, I started off at CNNSI as an N- NBA insider, uh-huh. went over there to Fox Sportsnet yeah, in yeah. 2000, and went to uh, ESPN in 2003, and I've been rolling ever since. Man, that, you know what, that's, that's an amazing story, because most people looking at you, you think that you were born to do this, you know what I'm saying? And, right. and, and that, that you went to training, you uh, majored in journalism, but you do such an outstanding job, it's so flawless. You know what I'm saying? It's just well, like, I, just, I just, you know, what the thing is, man, is that you can't, you can't fake it, Eddie. You, right. know, you, you, you know, the, the easiest thing in the world to be is yourself. Mm-hmm. You've got to hope that that resonates with the viewers and the listeners and, and hope that it works for you. But I've always been a politically conscious brother. I've always been a socially mm-hmm. conscious brother. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, being raised by guys that people don't realize, John, a guy like John McClendon was one of the individuals who spearheaded the movement to help blacks be allowed to participate in NCAA competition. Mm-hmm. Well, he was, an, he was an advisor. He was a mentor to Coach Gaines, who was my mentor like a father figure. And then when I became a professional journalist, the first person I covered was John Cheney, and then when I was an NBA writer, I covered Larry Brown. That's more than 200 years of basketball yeah. knowledge and experience and tutelage that directly impacted me. Yeah. So when it comes to the sport of basketball, if you notice when I used to interview you guys and talk to you guys, because I think I can interview, I can interview anybody. Yeah. You know, when, when it came to interviewing, when we were talking about football, I would ask you the questions and hold you accountable for what I saw with my two eyes or what you had said. That's but right. when it comes when it comes to knowledge of the sport, I step back and let you tell because that's your expertise. But nobody can tell me anything about the sport of basketball because I'm pretty much covered there. Yeah, well, we're gonna we're gonna hit on that a little bit. But given, you know, you look at sports now, Stephen, and it's, it's, it's such a big business. You know, you can talk about any, you can pick any uh, sport out there, basketball, baseball, professionally. Mm-hmm. Why is it such a, a, a big business? Why are we so enamored with sports? And we, you know, you got fantasy football, basketball, baseball. Why society, we, we live and thrive off of that? 
Because it's a distraction from the real world. I mean, we all know that the real world is, I mean, it's, it's dog eat dog. It's every man and woman for themselves. You're constantly going through that rat race, trials and tribulations. It's very, very rare that you find somebody like yourself, me, and others who are always willing to extend a helping hand and just, and, just, and just help bring each other along. Usually it's every man and woman for themselves. And, and when you have sports, that's where you really, really, you know, you witness. I don't want to say you learn, but you really witness what camaraderie is, what teamwork is all about, and what rooting on for the next person, how far that gets you and how much that helps your soul. And I think that sports really, really articulates that message better than anything else. Certainly politics does not because it's everybody going for themselves. We look at the presidential race right now. You've got two Democratic candidates in Barack Obama and Hillary Rodham Clinton. Mm -hmm. Clearly willing, it almost seems like they're willing to cut each other's throat, Mm. you know, figuratively speaking, of course, just to get the presidency. We understand how important it is and we understand why they're doing it, but at the same time, we wish it wasn't that way. We know what the Republicans have done to one another because they've done it for for decades, if not centuries. This Mm. is the world of politics and so much so that we're immune to it because we expect them to conduct themselves and behave themselves that way because a court supposedly is such an important position that they're seeking. In the world of sports, that's where you hear about a meritocracy taking place. What you get is what you earn. You see black and white, Hispanic, you know, Italian. Mm -hmm. It don't matter. Everybody coming together as one for a common cause as long as you're on the same team. The very principles that are supposed to inspire us to be better than what we are is just, it it evolves around the world of sports. And I think that's why it's a a moneymaker. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely, man. You look at uh, any given football game. You know, yeah. on Sunday, you're seeing people from rich, poor, middle class, white, yeah. black, whatever, come into that stadium to cheer on yeah. that football team. And that's the only time where you get, <laughs> you get people in unison, you know, right. uh, that, that's, that's cheering for the, Eddie, for the football team. Eddie, not only that, it also, it also preaches and, and really exemplifies the importance of conditioning. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody who knows anything about you would deem you as anything less as one of the most phenomenally gifted physical specimens of your time. I mean, the way you took care of yourself and took care of your body and made sure that you were prepared to perform every single day. Man, you don't teach that. You can try, but mm-hmm. that's something that's in you, and that's an inspiration. I mean, I know, listen, man, I think, I think I'm a pretty good-looking brother. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. Yeah. Yes, I got a lot of confidence in myself. But, you know, you sit there and you look at all the muscles with Eddie George, and you're like, this. well, damn, I wish I got in the weight room a little bit more often. You know what I'm saying? I mean, just those kind of things. You think about stuff like that, and, you know, you know you're not hearing about steroids. You're not hearing about yeah. all of that stuff. You watch the way a guy like yourself and so many other professional athletes and college athletes, I might add, have taken care of themselves, and it just preaches the importance of health and taking care of yourself because none of us are getting old, none of us are getting younger. We all getting older. That's right. And hey, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, we're going to talk more about steroids and baseball, some of the scandals in sports, how that might have affected the society and just the perception of sports when we come back in two minutes, y'all. No problem. All right. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. 
If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. What's it like? What's it like? It's lonely. It's really lonely. I miss my brother. I miss my brother. I'm surrounded by other people, but it's not the same. I've got other people around me, but it's not the same. It's pretty scary, but I don't let it rattle me. It's pretty scary around here, but I don't let it rattle me. You always have to watch your back. There's no one to watch my back. I spend my whole day worried who's out to get me. I'm always wondering who's out to get me. But I can take care of myself. But I can take care of myself. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. No matter what, I'll keep my head up. It's not like I have a choice. It's not like I have a choice. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. This will all be over in five years, three months, and 17 days. Go to jail for a gun crime and your family serves a sentence with you. Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Welcome back to Radio by George. That's right. I'm on with my main man, Stephen A. Smith, who was the... Man, you know what? I'm so mad at ESPN for getting rid of that show, man. Why did they get rid of it, quite frankly? Um, you know, what their thing is is that, you know, they, they wanted to uh, focus a lot more on me doing some TV stuff. And, you know, when you look at the show itself, I'm very proud of the work that I did. Yeah. But it was a challenge. It was a challenge because it's a challenge to get guests. It's a challenge to fly guests in. I did it in front of a live studio audience. You oh. have to remember that I also had my own radio show. Uh-huh. I was still a national NBA analyst, and I was still writing a column for the Philadelphia Inquirer. So that stuff almost killed me, man. Yeah. And, you know, 
I def- I definitely plan on getting my own show again. Yeah, you should. If not yeah. with ESPN, with somebody else. Yeah. But at the same time, it's got to be the right opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's got to come on at the right time slot. It's got to be marketed and pushed and all of that stuff. Yeah. It's got to. It's just got to be the right opportunity. Yeah, man. You know, I, when when you gave me the opportunity to come on the show, I was nervous as all get out, man. I was like, oh man, you know, I know how you are. You know, you you don't right. bite your tongue on nothing. So, you know, but I thought we had a good chemistry, man, and I appreciate the opportunity for even uh, having me on the show, man. I was just really upset that that you that they took took it off. I thought it was one of the well, best shows. Well, the thing about it is, man, one of the things that I'm most proud of is that no matter, I think I have talent and skills, and I think I bring something to the table, but I'm not the only one. Mm-hmm. And I knew that people like yourself and so many others had a lot of talent, especially within the African-American community. And, and one of my missions was to make sure that everybody in the, in the country saw that, you know what, there's a whole bunch of us out here that can do what we do. Yeah. You know, not, not everybody, but there's a lot. And I wanted other people other than myself to get an opportunity. And I think I pulled that off. Yeah, you did. So I'm, I'm very, very happy about that. All right, well, we're going to see what Rob from Virginia, Virginia Beach, what he thinks about it. Hey, Rob, you're on Radio by George with myself and Stephen A. Smith. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, let me first say... Uh, Mr. Smith, love your work. Love Thank you your very work. much, sir. Um, and, you know, I just have a couple of things that I wanted to ask you. Uh, but first thing I want to ask Mr. George a quick question. How is your, uh, your plans to Egypt coming along, sir? <laughs> hey, uh, it's, it's coming along well. I, I talked to the wife, and we kind of met in the middle ground. You know, marriage is about compromise. So, uh, you know, I, I'm going I'm to go ahead and go this July. So I'm really excited about my trip to Egypt. <laughs> Thanks oh, for asking. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, hey, Mr. Smith, I'm originally yep. from the Bronx, New York. I never knew that you were actually from Hollis, Queens. So I guess if you wouldn't have, if you would have never made it in the journalist business, I guess you would have probably possibly been uh, part of that renowned uh, rap uh, group that you had out there. Nah, nah, I wasn't gonna be like that, man. I mean, I was always, I was, always, I always loved Run DMC and all of those guys, man, because we all grew up together. But I didn't, I, I wasn't a lyrical genius, so, you know. I was a pretty good writer. I knew that, I knew that I could talk. But I tell you this, I tell you this much: the only rap group that ever had me interested in really, really being a part of it one day was Public Enemy. Yeah. You know, okay. because we're, we're outside from, I mean, the Flavor Flav could ignite a crowd, but I'm a big, big, big time Chuck D fan. Not just because of the of the lyrics that they that they spewed, but more importantly than anything else, it was it was the courage to say the things that they were saying about America at that time. I mean, it takes a lot of guts to be in their position and to be willing to do what they were willing to do. Okay, and I wanted to uh, actually, I had something to say on quite frankly. I mean, quite frankly, no pun intended, I thought it was a great show. Yeah. I think you were the only person to ever have someone like Allen Iverson cry on the show. That's what I got. That's what I actually mm. literally became a, <laughs> a Stephen A. fan. I said, listen, if this guy can get Allen Iverson to cry, this guy definitely has something going on. So I just hope that um, someone, uh, quite frankly, comes along and, uh, get you back on the air. Well, well, well. I tell you this much. I, I will say, first of all, I appreciate those comments. But more importantly than anything else, I think that that that's something that's very important, important to America at large and to the black community in particular is that you know what? I can't blame a network, for example, 
if they say, well, you know what, we want to go in a different direction because we want to save some money or, you know, we paid billions for the NFL contract, et cetera, et cetera. Guess what? If you're watching, all right, and you're watching the show and you're a fan of the show and you're willing to be outspoken in support of that show, then it's going to be very, very difficult for a network to get rid of it. And the reality is that I know that I was watched all over the country. I know that people supported me all over the country. But the fact is is that once the show was gone, a lot of people was like, damn, oh, well. Well, no, guess what? With a lot of other folks, people are raising holy hell to say, we want that show back on the air. And especially when it comes to you saw a black host, you definitely need to do that in order for something like that to take place. Because I'm here to tell you right now, if the people would have stood up and roared and demanded that I not go anywhere, I would, I, I would not have left. I would have said, you know what? I'm saying, they want me, this is where I'm going to stay. Hey, hey, Rob, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate the comments. Uh, please give a call next week, too, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Keep up the good work, you gentlemen. All right, No man. problem. But yeah, Stephen, man, you, that's that's deep, man. When you can you know, make Allen Iverson cry, or not make him cry, but or have him, have him feel comfortable, right? In your in your surroundings to open up that way, that's something that that that's invaluable. I mean, you can't pay for that on television. You know, well, really, what it's about is what it's about is giving people the forum to express themselves. You know, mm-hmm. Allen knew that when he came on, quite frankly. We had an hour, and it wasn't going to be edited down to five minutes. He knew that it was his time to express what he wanted to express in the way that he wanted to express it. And that's what I was, that's what I was always here to provide, and that's what I'm going to continue to try to provide, whether it's with my radio show or it's with a future television show. The one thing that I will say, Eddie, is this. I have absolutely no aspiration to do another sports show. What I want to do is what I want to do is a, is a show that gives me access to the entire world. Mm. Yeah, today is sports, but tomorrow it might be former New York Governor Elliot Spitzer. Another time it might be the presidential election mm. or whatever the case may be. I just want the world to. I want to be exposed to the world, and I want to have access to the world. I don't want to be limited to the world of sports. Yeah, that's you what don't I don't want. To be want. Put in the box, so to speak. Well, all you exactly. can talk about is basketball. Well, let's segue into into politics. You mentioned politics quite a bit. You're going to be you're in New York right now. You're going to do something with CNN tonight. You said. Yeah, I'm going to be on Campbell Brown uh, on CNN with Campbell Brown tonight because I got to talk the presidential election, economy, mm-hmm. and all of that other stuff. Well, let's so, talk about then, that. What, what, what are your thoughts about the presidential election as, as we speak? Well, I like first of all, I like the way it's going. I like the fact that you got a candidate like Barack Obama. Uh, that's certainly resonating with American viewers, that's certainly resonating with American viewers and doing what he's doing. So that's always a good thing. I'm very, very happy about that. Uh, but I don't think Hillary Rodham Clinton is anything to sneeze at. No. Um, we all know that they're relatively similar. They don't disagree on much. And it'll be real interesting to see what happens. But I will say this to you, you know, even though I'm, I'm far from a Republican, John McCain is nothing to sneeze at. And the reason he's nothing to sneeze at, because at the very least, he's a moderate conservative. He's somebody that although 83% of his record shows that he's voted in favor of conservative issues and conservative positions, the fact is he's going against the conservative viewpoint on a variety of things like campaign financing, uh, the war in Iraq, uh, not the war in Iraq, but immigration, etc. So when you take that into account, you recognize that this is somebody that's willing to buck the system for what he believes is right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the kind of person that you need in office. Obama talks about it 
and I believe him, and he's extremely inspiring. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you've got a Republican in John McCain who has a record of actually doing what Obama says he's but, going but, to but do. Stephen, but, but I know I know he has the record, but just his philosophy. You know, he still wants to stay in war in Iraq. And I agree with that. Great. I, I, I agree with that, and I don't like that. And if you and if you know, it's not like I'm endorsing him. Please don't get me wrong. Okay. Please don't get me wrong. And, and, and what you have to also understand, and, and they will tell you this, because like you said, you've been doing radio for a year. I've been at this a bit longer. What okay. they'll tell you is that, you know, we have to refrain from endorsing such and such because of equal time and, and fairness and all of this other stuff as public figures, you know, spewing stuff over the airwaves. You know, we we got to be careful about who we endorse. Uh, from time to time. All of us ain't Oprah is what they're trying to tell us. Uh, we ain't Oprah. <laughs> you know? But with that being said, I definitely believe that. And I'm definitely cognizant of the fact that John McCain that favors the war in Iraq and, you know, if necessary, keeping the soldiers there for the next hundred years. And I heard those comments. Don't like them one bit. And please don't get me wrong, but I will say this as a black man that I don't care what anybody says. I will say this because I think this is extremely important. I have no problem with anybody who chooses to vote Democrat. I voted Democrat my entire life. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important for us in the black community to understand that one of the problems that ails us is that we've continuously handed our vote to the Democratic Party as opposed to making them earn it. Mm-hmm. And what happens is is that the Democratic Party, knowing that they usually have the black populace in their pocket, doesn't address our concerns mm-hmm. the way they address they address the concerns of other constituencies. Okay. And all I'm saying is let black America start making these politicians work for our vote. And then maybe some of these policies that they implement will work in our favor. That's what I'm saying. Wow! Wow! I mean, that's 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 pretty powerful. Do you have any aspirations of of running? Uh, no, office I'm, 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 no, no, man. I, I'm I'm like an assassin in in, a, in in my own way. I'm not interested in the popularity vote. I'm interested in doing what I believe is right, and pretty honestly, not giving a damn about the popular vote. I don't. I'm. You know me, Eddie. I'm not into public opinion or what the yeah. public feels. I'm into what I believe is right, and I don't want to have to kowtow or say the right things to, to, to a particular audience at this moment in time because that's going to generate votes. I'm not into the votes. That's not me. So what, I like to do what I believe is right. So what are your thoughts on how this Democratic uh, race is panning out? You know, you look at uh, both Hillary and, and Obama, and they're taking shots at each other. Well, I don't like it. I, think, I do think it's necessary. I think it's predictable and necessary because Hillary's going to win at all costs. Her and Bill Clinton are about winning um, at all costs. They don't care. They made that very, very plain, and we can't knock them for that because we liked it when Bill was doing it in the 90s, um, and, 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 and we were not going to have any problem with it when Hillary was uh, made it clear that's what she was going to do until we realized that the viable candidate and the viable opposition was going to be Barack Obama. So we can't be hypocritical about it. What I really have a problem with is really why it's necessary. And the reason why it's necessary right now is because of the superdelegates. You've got to remember, the superdelegate issue, the Republican Party doesn't have to deal with that. You've got a situation right now where the superdelegates are in existence. And the superdelegates, for those that don't understand, Eddie, are individuals. They could be governors. They could be senators. They could be prominent members of the Democratic Party who elect 
to go against the popular vote mm. and decide who the Democratic candidate is going to be. It's sort of like the Electoral College vote, which I think is absolutely insane. Yeah. Wasn't I mean, it the, what's the purpose of getting out there to vote? I think, I think with that, oh, you know, we're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, we want to finish chiming it up about the politics and the right. whole system within it, and we want to get Stephen A. start on NCAA basketball coming up in two right. minutes, y'all. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Everything you want, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing your goals has to be difficult. Guess what? It doesn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that is what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host Charmin Lane is offering you. Join Charmin Wednesday afternoons at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel for success made simple. There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George. Welcome back to Radio by George. We are now entering the fourth quarter of the radio show, so if you have any questions, please call in at 866-472-5787. I'm on with my main man, Stephen A. Smith, and we're talking about sports, politics, whatever. Where we left off at, Stephen, we were talking about the superdelegates and how mm-hmm. and how uh, your thoughts about that. Well, my, my point is is that the superdelegates was something that came into existence for the Democratic Party in 1972, I believe. And what it stipulates is that despite the popular vote, the bottom line is that the superdelegates can overrule and out, basically outweigh the popular vote. In other words, you can have the constituency in New York. New York, in a primary, can vote in favor of Hillary Rodham Clinton. But if the governor of New York decides that he wants to give his superdelegate to Barack Obama, that's where it goes. 
to me, that's insane, especially in light of what transpired in 2000 with Al, uh, with Al Gore and President Bush and yeah. the, the, the hanging chads and all yeah. of this other stuff. The fact is, I think it's utterly ridiculous. I think it goes, I think it's, I, I, I'm willing to go on, out on a limb and say it's almost un-American because it, it, it defies and shoves aside the popular vote, which I think is utterly ridiculous, just like I have a problem with the electoral college vote. Yeah. I've never liked it. As far as I'm concerned, if you generate and you, you gather 57 million votes, and somebody else gathers 56 million votes, guess what? Your 57 should count, period. Mm-hmm. The end of discussion. Yeah. And, and to me, that's the way it is, and that's not the way the Democratic Party exercises things right now, and I think it will be nothing short of a disaster. Oh, yeah. Super delegates come, knowing that Barack Obama has won the popular vote, and Hillary Clinton swindles her way, and I don't want to use that word negatively to knock her, because she's definitely following the rules or regulations, but the point is, and I have no problem with her, because she's she's playing within the rules. Mm -hmm. If she gathers enough super delegates, and that supersedes Barack Obama's popular vote, she could win. And I think that's a travesty. Just like I would think it's a travesty for her. I think it, I mean, I think it'll set the Democratic Party back 20 years. It should. And people are now, they're just so excited. About, mm-hmm. about, about politics and voting, you know, Barack right. Obama being an African-American, Hillary right. uh, being a woman. And, and, and now they're starting to have, you're seeing faith in the system. But if right. that happens, I mean, people are going to say, you can't know, let it happen. they can't let it happen. Can't have it. It's, like a tie, it's like they're playing the role of a tiebreaker or something. That's just unacceptable. Yeah. That's just unacceptable. All right, man, we're going to shift gears a little bit, man. And we're going to talk sports, something that... Hey, hey by the way, I wanted, I wanted to throw out oh, my yeah. website for any of those people out there that wanted to, you know, to know where to catch me and things of that nature. It's StephenA.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-A.com. I just wanted to throw that out there. Give my own website a plug if you don't oh, mind. Also, you got a message from a young lady. She wants to know if you're single. Yes, I am. Okay. We, we handle it. He is single, ladies. He is a single man. He's looking to matter. I'm not, really, I'm not really looking for anything. I'm pretty happy with my life right now, but I am single. All right, well, you put it out there. If you can sweep this man off his feet, then you, you oh, got to That's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take, because I ain't easy. <laughs> yeah, we, we know that. <laughs> but check it out, man. We're going to talk a little basketball, man. We got the uh, NCAA tournament coming up soon. Who do you sure. like in the tournament and why? Um, I tell you right now, first of all, obviously the obvious choice is North Carolina, but the road to the Final Four is so easy for UCLA. And they play such exceptional defense, but they're offensively challenged. They're offensively challenged. They, they really struggle to score. Memphis can't hit free throws, so even though they're the number one seed in the South, I don't have too much faith in them. Comes down to North Carolina and Kansas. I like Kansas a lot. I like North Carolina a lot. I just Something's telling me that Kansas could win the national title. Yeah, really. Something's, I, even though I love North Carolina, love North Carolina, I'm a big North Carolina and Georgetown fan, I just think that Kansas right now has the crew to get it done um, in the NCAA tournament. Texas is formidable. You've got to keep your eyes on them, as well as Xavier and, and, and Pittsburgh. There's nothing to sleep on. They're the, they're the Big East champions. Uh, but I just have this feeling that, that you know, when the North Carolina, when, when lost and their point guard is out, they run around with their heads cut off. And, and when you look at Memphis, they can't hit free throws. And UCLA can't score at, 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 at pivotal moments of the game. Um, and, and Texas, again, and Pittsburgh are formidable. Marquette's a beast. When they, defensively, they're tough, but they're offensively challenged as well. I'm just inclined to believe that Kansas 
has got the muscle, the talent, the perimeter shooting, the athleticism, yeah. the size to get it done. So I, there's a couple schools I didn't hear in there. I didn't hear Ohio State. Well, you, that, you yeah. didn't hear them Ohio State because they 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 make it. I mean, they, you know, I mean, they're not what they used to be. Greg Oden, yeah. uh, Mar- Marty Conley, they're gone. That's why it happened. Yeah, and I didn't hear Memphis either. Now Memphis is strong too. I mentioned Memphis, and they're the number one seed in the South, but they don't hit free throws. And you have the games are going to get tight at some point. You got to be able to hit free throws, which they don't do. I ain't sold on it. All right, well, listen, man, I know you got to leave in two minutes, so I wanted to uh, do my fabulous five questions with you before you go. Please do. Yep. All right, here we go, man. You ready for them? Yep. All right, here we go, man. Uh, what, is your, what is your most favorite, what is your treasured possession, your most treasured possession? My most treasured possession? Yeah. My mother. She's the greatest woman that I've ever known. Uh, she's the reason why I, I, you know, why I'm in this position. Uh, she's my ultimate inspiration. Um, everything that I do is to make her proud. I, I don't ever want to bring shame on her name. Um, there is no one that I could possibly love more. Um, there's nobody else on this planet that I could possibly be more grateful to. Um, she is just everything to me. She is she the things that she sacrificed just to make sure that I had a chance of being a successful and a productive citizen in this world are immeasurable. And um, everything you do, everything that I do, uh, at least a portion behind it is to make her proud. Okay. What is your greatest fear? Excuse me? Your greatest fear. My greatest fear? Yeah. Failure. I like to win. I like to succeed. Um at everything that I do, and, um, you know, I, I believe I'm a winner and, and that whatever I choose to do, I'm going to be one of, if not the best at. Um, and it's, uh, but, but you know what, I almost take that back because I do have a bigger fear than that, and that's for somebody uh, legitimately being able to question that I'm not as real as I know I am. Mm, um, I just, you know, one of the biggest things that, is a big thing to me, Eddie, is walking out in the street, and, and whether you agree with me or disagree with me, for people to know that I'm sincere, and I really mean what I say. What okay. comes out of my mouth, it, it really is in my heart. It's not that I can't be corrected. It's not that I'm always right. But when I utter it, I ain't faking. It. It's not choreographed. It's not manufactured. It's not something that's safe just to get me through the moment. It's what I truly believe. And anything said about me to the contrary the first thing that I do is make sure that there is no legitimacy to it. Because if there is a legitimate point to it, then I better change it and change it quick because I'm all about being real. Which living person do you most admire? Most admired? Uh, wow. I mean, I already gave my mother, and that's for all the reasons that I mentioned, other than the fact that she took care of six kids okay. uh, virtually by herself and, and did what she had to do. Uh, to, to take care of us. I mean, her ethics, her morals uh, were never brought into question. Um, she's a devout, God-fearing Christian um, that, that, that is totally, totally committed to uh, the safety and the sanctity of, 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 of her family. Um, and, and she raised me to be a man. All right, we got two more questions. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? If I could change one thing about myself, yep. um, I think that I, I would be more committal, in my personal relationships with women, 
Um, I think that if uh, if I could change one thing about myself is that, you know, the single life has been very, very nice to me. Very, very nice, mm-hmm. if I might add. Um, but at some point in time, I'm a family man, and I've always been about family. Um, but I literally fear being in a bad relationship and being distracted because I saw so many men that have crumbled because of that. And although I don't think I would, I definitely want to get over that fear. All right, last question. we got 30 seconds. What is your current state of mind? Um, just being a conscientious brother. Positive. Uh, thinking, looking at the glass half full instead of the glass half empty. It's been a work in progress, but I think that I've, I've, I've grown to get that get to that point. And I'm, I'm still extremely ambitious as well. All right, well, Stephen A., man, well, thank you for coming on the show. I know you got to get rolling. It's the end of the hour, man. You're more than welcome to come back at any point in time. Good luck tonight with the political deal, man. And hey, I admire you, man, for all that you're doing and stepping out of the box and, and, and finding out your life purpose, brother. And, hey, if you need any women, if you guys, I got, I know a couple of you, you know, want to. <laughs> there you go. Send them to stevena.com. <laughs> I got you covered, man. Good luck tonight, brother. All right, my man. Take it. There you right. have it. Rob, thanks for calling the radio by George. Until next time, same hour, same place. I'm Eddie George, and I'm out. Peace. We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of Radio by George. If you have a question or comment for Eddie and just can't wait until next Monday, you can email him at info at radiobygeorge.com. Selected emails will be read on the air so your voice can be heard worldwide. Be sure to listen live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America channel.